0: For June 30th, 2014, it's the Overthinking It Podcast, Episode 313, Hashtag BrunchCast. to the Overthinking It Podcast, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. From New York City, I'm Matt Rather, here sitting around a table for one of our famous in-person podcasts uh, with my fellow podcasters, Pete Fenzel, Mark Lee, and Ryan Sheely. I thought I'd get that out of the way at the beginning. I was once writing show notes for a show that I wasn't on, and it took us like 30 minutes to get the names of all of the podcasters <laughs> out. I was just trying to figure it out so I could type the names into the... Uh, into the show notes so we are here in person uh, the four of us together have just had brunch and uh, we had brunch and um, so this is the brunch cast hashtag brunch cast uh, we've done in-person podcasts before we've never done one this early in the morning before so I'm a little uh, I'm a little curious as to uh, as to how it's gonna turn out but I'm excited also I'm curious and excited, like a, like a college freshman at his first party. Well, I
1: was thinking more, it's like uh, when you're in the lab, you know, like our um, consistent results have been pr- the product of Trader Joe's box wine, but now we're substituting that catalytic ingredient with uh, artisanally roasted French pressed coffee. I probably shouldn't drink so much wine when we're podcasting. I feel like you can hear my speech start to slur and
0: thicken as the, <laughs> as the hour goes on. All right, gentlemen, so a uh, question for you How was brunch? <laughs> I guess we'll put some order into this proceedings First in the alphabet, drink A nice swig of artisanally French-pressed Sumptown coffee It's Peter Fenzel I
2: feel like this question has a three-word answer That's fairly standard for everyone involved in brunching It was lovely <laughs> cuz brunch is the kind of thing you do in your life that is lovely. Right? Uh, and re- referring both to it being worthy of love and also you expressing your own love for it. This idea that there is a that there's a circumstance that inspires good feeling and there is a good feeling that is returned unto the circumstance. And in that sense, I'd say brunch was lovely. I was thinking that brunch would have been lovelier. There are certain elements of this was a this was a we'll talk more about the specifics of the brunch.
0: Oh yes, absolutely. Um, we but, have to well, I mean because like this was a brunch that we planned, yeah. you know, over the course of a week, a week and a half. Ever since we knew that we would be all here in person in New yeah. York together, so yeah, it's very important that we go into like brunch theory, yes, and and brunch practice. <laughs> brunch
3: theory and brunch practice, right. right?
0: Absolutely. And so there's several directions
2: you can take a brunch. <laughs> I, feel, I hope I'm not spoiling too much of the future content of the podcast by saying that this was a this was a breakfasty brunch. This was a, a brunch that leaned toward the breakfasty, right? And in that sense. I was sort of curious about that alternate reality in which we had a brunch that leaned perhaps toward the waffly or toward the, there's the carby brunch, there's the there's the meaty brunch, there's the breakfasty brunch. The one thing that I was that I thought uh is a brunchy thing that I would have liked to have comment on but we did not have this morning so I don't have it fresh in my mind is uh, grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice as a brunch oh, yeah. drink. Yeah. I feel like that's a grapefruit juice is a very brunchy very brunchy substance and that, that floats at the top of my mind is something that would also have been lovely at this lovely brunch.
3: Well, if you want to explore the alternatives, but there are only four magic words that I need to say. that This podcast is ruined. No, no, no. no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm in an in infinite brunch loop, <laughs>
3: just
2: call,
0: call call me Edge of Tomorrow. God, <laughs> God help us all. Markley. you are
1: next in the alphabet. Uh, how was brunch? Brunch was noticeably lacking in Pop-Tarts. Ah. Whoa! Uh, I mean, just, just, just,
3: the throat says the, no, I mean, the
1: brunch. <laughs> I didn't say that was a bad thing. I said it was a thing. It's, it, I, will say, I will say now, I'll make a normative claim as we are um, sometimes loath to do in this podcast, right? Not having Pop Tarts at brunch was a good thing. Because Pop Tarts, uh, let's get this out of the way. Let's cut the BS. Pop Tarts are gross. Pop Tarts are unnatural. Pop Tarts are not planned. Pop tarts, unless they're like artisanally made, right? uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've
0: been to more than one restaurant where some, like you know, Christina Tosi inspired pastry chef cooks a handmade pop tart that is some kind of like hand, uh, you know, macerated. Yeah, there's pop pastry. Right, exactly. And then like a frosted, like a uh, well, at at that
3: point it's no longer a pop tart. An apricot (laughs) compote.
0: Apricot (laughs) compote.
1: We're we gonna have For an entire segment. We're gonna, we gonna have an entire segment of our podcast devoted to what is and what is not a pop tart, and then yes. like you know so yes. we, so the we ontology
0: like, of pop tarts, right? or Pop
1: tart registered trademark
0: Prolegomenon yeah. to any future popping tarts. I just love that Mark is outraged
2: at the possibility that a pop tart might have been present at brunch, but this this is sort of like I feel like this must be like what it's like to be in the army and like stationed in like Vancouver, and you'd be like you're fight you're there to fight a war that nobody is attacking. <laughs> like you're, you're there to like defend a front and then that has no one on the other side, right? I mean, although, have you been in a lot of brunches that have had
0: box-served
2: box Pop-Tarts? I don't
0: know. I, when you're at the wall, right, between Canada and the United States, and they come down and tell you, hold the gate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right, Pete. Like, I just, like, conjured up an imaginary enemy. Something yeah. to galvanize us against.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cultures that do that. Right? And create, like, an imaginary enemy that everybody can, Like, like Serbia comes to mind. <laughs> Is this, like, hashtag Serbian brunch cast? <laughs> Where we imagine that we're a persecuted
0: minority in a country in which we are very much... Well, you, heard, you heard it
1: here, guys. Mark Lee is the Slobodan Milosevic of the Overthinking <laughs> Podcast. I don't,
0: I, don't want, uh, I don't want to contribute anymore to the balkanization of our podcast, so we should move over the to... The Arc- artisanal balkanization. <laughs> We should move over to Mr. Apricot Compote himself. It's, it's a good tongue twister, isn't it?
2: Apricot compote, apricot compote, apricot compote. Yeah,
0: try saying that ten times fast. Moses supposes his toes are apricot compotes. Apricot
2: compote and banana
0: walnut builder waffles. <laughs>
3: Ryan, how was brunch? Um, I could use a little more coffee. That's, that's my answer.
0: Let me get that for. Let me get that for you. We're using a very sensitive microphone, so I'm hoping it picked up. Brunch was great.
1: Nice. Yeah, So we. Uh, I see nice the medium, guys. Way to explore the space and the, the yeah. possibilities. We
3: are continuing to push the boundaries <laughs> to, to, as far as I know, the first ever brunch cast. And so we have to really explore what that means, not just for the brunching, but for the podcasting. Right. right.
2: Yeah. We need to do this so well that no one is tempted to do it after Because <laughs> they're so just their future hopes, their anything they could generate from either their associative or generative creative impulses would be so just entirely inadequate to match up with the anxiety of our influence. Which, you know what? You know what's great for anxiety? Brunch. Get some some brunch in your anxiety.
3: But yeah, so I wanted to, I mean, I think there's a moment where, see, why I asked for more coffee is in part I was trying to stall and prevent the end of brunch. Right. right. So, because what you asked, how was brunch? No, but br- br- brunch still is. I don't want brunch to end. <laughs> uh, and so, by, by running out the clock a little more, I could still be brunching. Um, and so, as long as there are, th- are things that could be asked for and enjoyed, then br- we've not moved into the, the realm of lunch or dinner right. or those other things that show the end of a day uh, and are inexorable march towards death.
2: <laughs> well, but that—that's you raise an interesting point about the semiotics and the semantics of brunch, which is that by virtue of straddling two different meals, you create you you ease up on the specificity of the time constraints that you have to observe, uh-huh. right? Right, yeah. and and so in that sense, brunch is a place that you go when you don't have to be anywhere else, mm-hmm. and that's which is a
3: thing. <laughs> that brunch rise. is a place where you go so you don't have to be. Anywhere. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so yeah.
0: like, it's it, I, you remember, of course, the the death of the hired man. The famous Robert Frost poem, right, which yep. I'm going to recite verbatim from memory, substituting the word brunch for the word home, okay, okay. which is an important term that's debated in this thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's a you have to it's it's a conversation between a man and his wife. So uh, here here I will begin. It all depends on what you mean by brunch. Brunch is the place where when you have to go there, they have to serve you food. <laughs> I should have called it something you somehow haven't to deserve, right? So brunch is the meal that you don't have to earn. Mm. You know, brunch is a brunch is a uh, just an overflowing of bounty and uh, uh, you know and and goodness, right? Like mm. not not uh, regimented. It's not right. Uh, brunch is outside of your diet most. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of the time, and a lot of brunch foods are diet breaking foods. I'm thinking now of like. Uh, waffles with with whipped cream and all manner of, of great things on top of them. I'm thinking now of Pop-Tarts and of like skillets <laughs> that are like a, a potato hash cooked with all manner of meat covered with cheese with three scrambled eggs on top of that and like slices of bacon laid in a crosshatch pattern on top of that served in a ten inch cast iron skillet. Now this is a real thing. Yeah. But oh, the- God, my mouth is
3: watering. <laughs> by, that, by that standard, our was a very austere paleo brunch right <laughs> that we had you know just and we'll, and we'll get into this not to spoil it but we had bacon and eggs right yes. like our caveman forefathers
1: <laughs> except the truffle butter part I don't think our caveman forefathers had that
3: I mean they could have foraged them I want to I go back to some of the dichotomies
0: that have popped up <laughs> <laughs> can I can I uh, just say uh, can I answer the question before we go oh, on oh yes with by the all podcast? means uh, brunch was fine go on <laughs> <laughs> So I've I've detected two dichotomies around brunch. One
2: is between my myself between me and Ryan. Uh, which is brunch is brunches where you don't have to be anywhere else versus where what, how do you phrase it so you don't so you don't have to be anywhere else right which is does brunch create a kind of repulsive force that keeps other commitments out of your schedule is is the legitimacy and authority of going to brunch something that empowers you to do other things or is it something that exists because you have other things in your life that give you the power and authority to go to brunch the other side of it was that you said brunch is a meal that you don't have to earn right. you can also say brunch is the meal you get because you have earned it right like uh, which right. is that you check, don't check your brunching privilege <laughs> <laughs> well no it's 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 like the the there the, there's a transaction that takes place in the presence of many meals where you are cognizant of trading your time for the meal as you're eating it your time your money your energy right uh, cooking a dinner brunch is often a, a meal you go to that someone else cooks is also the case that's uh,
0: actually that's interesting because we cooked we cooked here mm-hmm. ourselves right mm-hmm. rather than like I mean there are a lot of we should really break down the parts of the experience. Like yeah. going to the place, standing in line mm. uh, for a table at the place, because brunch is often a reservationless meal and it's just a first come, first serve sort of meal. Like and you short circuit that entire thing when you when you cook it for yourself. I, I almost wonder if if what we had was in fact breakfast yeah. or, or was it I mean, this is an interesting research question that we can devote the rest of the hour to, yeah, yeah which yeah. is like, did we have we brunched right <laughs> yeah, well, like,
3: what constitutes brunching right right and and can can you by force of will at what
0: what amount of like non-brunch activity can be bent into brunching by sheer kind of force
1: of will, yeah. right?
0: And we've so we've identified a couple. We've identified a couple of parts of it. There are sort of social and political components that Pete is talking about yeah. <laughs> that ha- that have to do with with entitlement and uh, and privilege and earning, yeah. uh, like an idea of earning uh, your brunch. There are I, I wouldn't uh, just to, also not just entitlement and privilege, but
2: also kind of function and and work and kind of capitalist capitalist working worlds. But anyway, I
0: interrupted you. Right, but, right, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. right? The brunch masks the means of production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? but, um, then there are intrinsic components to the brunch, right, that have to do with uh, uh, the kinds of foods that are that are at the brunch. That uh, you Like know, the
2: brunching is in the eating.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just like... Purely kind of temporal aspects, like the brunch yeah. is in the time of day that it happens. The yes. brunch is in being in between breakfast and lunch. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. If I ate, a, if I ate a turkey sandwich at ten thirty, hmm. could, could that be brunch? Hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm. I probably not, right? Because there's is, a, it's a confluence. It's a, it's a, um, it's a uh, hyper. It's a sort of overdetermined and kind of like uh, hyper, um, uh, hyper intersectional uh, kind of
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> meal. Let's let's start with something that I can all wrap my minds around. Um, my, 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 my feeble mind my, around more my, my caffeine out mind is wrapped like a pretzel around all of this. So, uh, <laughs> okay. you, so as you didn't notice
2: having a degree in the humanities makes you very qualified to talk about your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, because I also want to use this as an opportunity to introduce a, a, a foundational text uh, for the discussion of brunch, which is the brunch episode of Portlandia,
3: mm-hmm. which oh, a lot yes. of you are
1: probably all familiar with, right? Yeah. And because that brings to mind the fact that in Portland, Oregon, uh, the brunch ritual starts very early in the day, right? Likely before you have had you had the opportunity to have any breakfast, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so we're talking about time of day for, for brunch and its situation before or after any given meals, but that doesn't seem to really apply, at least that Portland, Oregon um, example. Of,
0: in of Portland, brunch. Oregon, brunch has you!
1: <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> it kinda does. So,
2: so, okay, so one thing that I'm thinking about as you guys are all talking, something I wrote about a couple years ago and overthinking it in reference to the movies Blade, Twilight, and I Am Legend, I think, was. This idea of path dependence—that yeah. the the definition of the thing that you are doing or enjoying is colored by uh, where how you got to the thing that you're doing—if you're in a sort of intermediary entertainment, yeah. which, I would qualify brunch as an intermediary entertainment, <laughs> similar to the movie Blade with Leslie Snipes, <laughs> where it's an action movie that sort of starts from a place of being a vampire movie, and so even though it doesn't have a lot of the tropes and devices of vampire movies, it still feels like a vampire movie. Our brunch. If you were to just take the foods, and even if you were to just take the timing, would very much qualify as a breakfast. Yeah. But we had originally planned it as a brunch with more substantial non-breakfasty sorts of foodstuffs. And it turns out that we have an event that we are going to attend later that is also going to have brunchy foodstuffs. So we have a double brunch issue, right? And so we, <laughs> we have a double brunch. And so we've scaled back and moved up our brunch. But because we originally Determined that it was a brunch, the depart like there's a path that we follow. The path dependency exists, right? Where like it would take you have to get farther away from being brunch once you are already brunch to no longer be brunch. Then <laughs> you have to be in the first place to determine that you're not
0: brunching, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, no, no, no. That's a great, yeah, that's a great point, right? Like blood in, blood out is what <laughs> you're saying. Br- brunch in, brunch. Brunch out, in, right? brunch out. Yes, you indeed, know? indeed, yeah. Oh man. So when we when we got stung tend
2: to brunch this morning the uh <laughs> But, like, much like the Portlandia episode uh, Brunch, there's the, there's the part that actually aired, and then there's the director's cut, which was the. Have you guys seen oh, that? No, I have not seen the. Oh, cut of there's brunch, like. Because so. it's not just an episode, it's a sketch, right? It's a brunch sketch. And they filmed a lot of material for the brunch sketch. So, there's an unabridged full length brunch sketch that you can watch that has. Uh, it goes into a lot more detail about the characters of the people who ended up in the medical tent and fell yes, in love with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Like, it follows their story a lot more. And I believe the hostess is in. It a little bit more, and also, but it's just like more of the um, it's a lot like the difference between old 24 and 24 Live Another Day. Yes, yes. where in old 24 you would care about like the, the the girlfriend of the gangster who's driving the car who has to decide whether she's gonna turn Morrison into the authorities, right? And like, but in 24 Live Another Day, that's
0: just Chloe, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. they just like they boil it down, yeah, they you only have the important characters, but yes, if you're watching the brush well, schedule, you, you only have
0: 12 hours in 24 Live Another Day, yeah, right? so yeah. like you gotta cut out yeah. a lot of the fat, yeah.
2: right? But if you're Watching the brunch sketch from uh, from Portlandia, and you see that there are loose ends and plot holes. You should seek out the director's cut. I see, which has a special (laughs) introduction from the mayor. Uh, It's available on Netflix. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! I think another thing that kind of makes what we did a brunch rather than a breakfast is the kind of. I mean, beyond the deciding that we were going to brunch is the, the festive social atmosphere. So breakfast, I associate with a much more pragmatic... And utilitarian meal. It's like it's yep. the first thing I have to eat, you know. And and I often I actually do a pretty minimal breakfast. I do usually like a, a Greek yogurt or a Lara bar, and and it's like often you know the thing I eat before like going into the office or on a weekend before like exercising, doing morning exercise, and then there will be a brunch after that. And so I associate with breakfast as just. Like, I don't care very much for breakfast, but I love brunch. Right? (laughs) Um, And and in part because it's like brunch is a fun thing, whereas as breakfast... Like in the morning, I rarely cook breakfast. I like uh, – as a matter of practice, don't usually cook eggs and bacon. And So even if I'm cooking eggs and bacon, it's probably because someone is coming over and we're having a party. We're having a morning party with food. And that's, so that's to me a part of um, like one kind of br- – so, like, so a brunch – is a, I associate with a morning party hosted by someone with food Where going to brunch Is a,
0: having a morning party With food in a restaurant I think an interesting dichotomy is emerging Which is that I would call Pete Our, uh, our professor of brunch studies and I would we'll call you our clinical professor of brunch. <laughs> um,
3: I've, I've logged some seriously. Like, right. I've completed my brunch residency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: professor, <laughs> professor of the practice of brunch.
3: Well, okay. You know? So so to, to provide my
2: contrasting experience, I am a big fan of breakfast. I love oatmeal. I love bacon and eggs. When I have brunch, it's often on the weekends after I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And since I go to group exercise class type gym stuff, it's often a large group of people who have... After we've endeavored upon a thing together mm-hmm. say let's go to brunch. Uh, brunch is a big event. I like breakfast mm-hmm. because... Uh, I feel less social pressure, and it's less of a of a sort of on stage kind of event. Brunch, a uh, breakfast, a good like a good breakfast, which I would distinguish between sort of a cold breakfast versus a hot breakfast. So a fa- like a fancier breakfast, I often associate with doing substantial things over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if when I was younger, if we would have like cream of wheat or oatmeal, it usually was like we're going to go do something, mm-hmm. right? Or like you go to a Boy Scout event, and then there's eggs, you know, mm-hmm. before you go, right? Or mm-hmm. you eat before you do sports, and so breakfast breakfast is sort of like, it feels like someone is supporting you in doing the thing that you're about to do, yes. even if it's only yourself, but that support is not always forthcoming, even from yourself. Right. So, <laughs> so it's like, you can go and have like sort of a bowl of Cheerios and, a, and some milk in there and like eat it. And it's like, all right, but you don't really feel like you're loving yourself when you're eating Cheerios. Uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know. What about
2: when I have Cinnamon Toast Crunch and then you drink the uh, cinnamon sugar milk? After you know, I never <laughs> had that experience growing up. We never had sugary cereals when I was growing up. We didn't have BH but that's what
3: freshman year of college was <laughs> some people binge drank I binged cereals <laughs> and that's how I got to my freshman 15 you you know, know, I, b- I binge b-
0: root beers <laughs> <laughs> but then that's like I mean yeah that is true right that like the uh, the bottomless bins you know Lexan bins of, of sugary cereal were really a feature like I knew people who would like have a full bowl of cereal at each of three meals yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know every and, and I mean like brimming I mean, like a like a uh, like an extra large uh, with a like a, a little hump on top of the bowl of uh, of the bowl of cereal. Um, you know, I started eating a hot breakfast when I switched to the the paleo diet, right? Right. 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 And because uh, cold bacon is not. <laughs> <laughs> so mine mine is usually is usually a sausage that you know I cook on both sides, and then eggs, and it takes you know it takes twenty minutes to prepare, and so you got to get up early, and you got to you got to do that i had never been um i had never been a fan of it but now that like And now I couldn't imagine. Now I couldn't imagine being without a hot breakfast, right? Mm. Like it's it's uh, it it tees you up. You feel like um, I feel like the Dunkin' Donuts commercials, right? Like the the thing that they're selling you in those Dunkin' Donuts commercials is like uh, you know Starbucks is for you know prissy effete knowledge workers, right? (laughs) And Dunkin' Donuts is for the people who actually make America run, indeed, like us, (laughs) right?
3: runs a knowledge <laughs> <Uh-oh.
0: laughs> So, uh, but but um, it, I mean, of course, if I were to have Dunkin' Donuts, if I were to have a a registered register trim
1: <laughs>
0: and and like a crawler or something like that. Your um, idea of going to Dunk's in the morning? You have culotta and a crawler?
2: Then <laughs> you don't know because we we
3: we're, we live in like you know ground zero of yeah. like Dunkin' Donuts. And it's like there are like m- you know maple syrup like sausage sandwich creations uh, now oh, and, among yeah? the others. Things. I, used, oh, yeah. I
0: always get the I, I always get the old fashioned donuts. I, yeah, yeah. I went Back when I ate donuts because I like the thick dense, kind of buttermilky sort of batter instead of, like, a fluffy yeah. glazed bladder. But, uh, gla- glazed bladder. I don't know what that is. That's for
3: compote glazed batter. <laughs> I
2: will say on my last solo road trip, which was to my sister's graduation, I did a New England donut sampler tour <laughs> where I stopped at the different donut chains on the way there and back. And I got to say, uh, honeydew for the donut, for the Boston, it was all Boston creams.
3: Yeah, You have to be rigorous, right? You have, you to, be, have to be consistent. You yeah. can't be changing all the various. <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> And I'd say that, that the Honeydew Donuts uh, had the density that you were searching for. Uh, definitely. Although Krispy Kremes are not really around anymore, which is unfortunate. Huh. There's not as many. I haven't seen a Krispy Kreme in New England for well, a while. Well,
1: yeah, the high water mark of the Confederacy was not Gettysburg. It was the uh, Krispy Kreme in the, in the Penn Station in New York City. <laughs> yeah. they, well, yeah. there There's a a seat There's yeah. also a
2: Krispy
3: Kreme at the top of Pickett's Charge. Um, yeah. like, just like at the top of that hill, there's a Krispy Kreme and <laughs> <laughs> a Waffle House like marking the high water. Wait, market. there actually is? No. <laughs> I was about to so that's possible. There is a, there's a KFC at the bottom of Pickett's charge. Um, I, guess I, I know, because I, 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 as a high schooler, thought that was very funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I like
0: I, when I eat hot breakfast. I feel like you're supposed to feel after watching a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yes. Whereas not how I, you actually feel. No. A, after after having my culata yeah, and yeah. my cruller, yeah. right? Then, then I want to have a uh, then I want to have a nap that lasts like 36 hours. And, right. And, you know, I feel like there's a bowling ball in my stomach. So like I've become a really a hot breakfast fan but it definitely is a utilitarian it definitely is kind of like a like uh uh, just a part of the infrastructure of the morning whereas brunch um Whereas brunch is is more a festive occasion, or uh, a terrible burden, like what Pete describes, like after uh, you know after going to a, to a group fitness class, and then like because like in a large group of people, you know the the performative aspects of brunch right become uh, oppressive and and sort of overwhelming, or at least would to me. Right? I wouldn't like, describe like, it as, as strictly thus, but there's a there's a current of that right you know, you're on stage. No, no okay. and, and a couple of things. <laughs> Where are you going to sit? Yeah. Right? Is everyone Ready to order? Yeah. You know, how are we going to split the check? Because a lot of brunch places—I don't know about yours—but like a lot, a lot of the places I go are cash-only places. Okay,
1: okay, So these are concerns that you often associate with going out uh, for a meal with a large group a large of people, group. right? It could be, could be dinner, right? So yeah. what is different about brunch then? That's those sort of performative and social
2: well, problems. Well, one of the things that we discussed previously as a strength of brunch is also a, a weakness, which it does not have a set time at which it starts. So if you, have a, if you are in a large gathering and you say, let's go to brunch, different people might construe the course of events that leads to brunch in different ways. Now, again, I don't, I'm not saying to my friends that I don't enjoy these things or that they're a chore, but there are drawbacks. One of them is like, okay, we're at the gym and we're going to brunch. Who's going to shower and who isn't?
1: Right. So, so <laughs> Can we do so, a quick poll here? Like, what, what is uh, an appropriate time that you would just come to the top of your head to go to brunch?
2: No, just once around the table. Oh, well, I mean, 11.30 is peak brunch. 1 p.m.
1: Yeah. 11. <laughs> 11. Yeah. 1 okay. p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go one half the time to talk about it earlier. Ryan and Corlin, Corlin, Oregon... The funny thing is in Portland, Oregon, the answer to that is what? Go stand in line at right. or and, eight thirty. Right. And then right? you brunch at yeah. one. Yeah. Well
0: in Portlandia, Oregon, I'm not sure how much. There are brunch related market
2: failures where everybody tries to go to brunch at the same time. And if right. you were to only go to brunch a half an hour later, you wouldn't have to wait online right. for half an hour because it's not it's not filling up. It's right. you know, it's just like, there's brunch hurting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's like the fat the, there's not, there's the thin tail and fat middle. There's the <laughs> brunching and
3: distribution. Uh, <laughs> and, um <laughs> Yeah, I guess well, you don't have the wisdom of brunch crowds. Yeah, too. but I think, so I, I, something that Pete was saying is interesting, right? That the di- people's different ideas of what brunch is then makes when brunch occurs it's a miracle right that, like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a you achieve that together it's a, it's a collective um, achievement to brunch yeah right and, and so brunch is something that you make happen it's a instance of collective action yeah and so it, so it shows that like these are either people that I'm willing to you know dispense my own idea of brunch and kind of go along with this and build this thing together or hey we have the same idea we've landed at the same brunch equilibrium yeah um um, and, and, and so we're brunching together. So it's a thing that really cements social relationships. It's mm. even more than dinner. I mean, going out to dinner, um, you know, to answer Mark's question, it has a lot of similar things, And especially going to this kind of, you know, a foodie-oriented... Because, like, there's another kind of brunch dichotomy is there's the kind of down-home... There's a basic brunch. There's a norm-core brunch. No, no, okay. There's basic <coughs> There's basic brunch, yeah. The, like, yeah, yeah. The, like... Like, Normcore brunch is serving IHOP food, not an IHOP. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normcore brunch is a place called Pork Slope in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Uh, that is very. That is the like, um, yeah, is is a very uh, internationalized house of pancakery.
0: Uh, <laughs> what, you say, what, you say is, what you say is bacon, bacon, waffles, waffles, pancakes, pancakes, coffee. The basic brunch is serve that s, so I don't even. Buy. Exactly, exactly.
3: So, but there's like the so there is a more um, like basic uh, brunch. That that is, um, you know, a, a more diner-like atmosphere, that is a, a more not-super-fancy brunch, and then there is, and it has, like, the the staples, and then there's the more nouveau foodie uh, brunch that it has much more of this, you know... Uh, artisanal products, um, more whimsy, more construction, um, and sometimes that actually does circle back on this kind of the norm core version of that. Of like, it is like the diner brunch, but with, um, you know, with with uh, with, you know, what cage free eggs. Yeah. Um, and and but I guess the point is is that there are similarities to like the kind of group of people going out. To, um, to eat dinner But I think that because people have the, There are actually a lot of different settings of brunch Of are your preferences um, You know are your preferences More earlier or later Is it for um, you know the, the more kind of basic brunch or fancy brunch Making this happen Once is like often A litmus test and then brunching Again is a cement, cementing Of a community and a, yeah. of a relationship Right yeah. I, I mean I
2: think it's important to note when you look around a brunch place look at all the couples right Mm -hmm. and look at the ritual of a lot of them are new couples right perhaps brand new from the, the evening before right like this is i think there's this idea of the time that you really get to know each other is the breakfast because at that point you don't really you're not seeking out uh anything from each other in a sort of uh I don't want to say exploitative I don't want to demonize it but like you know this sort of it, okay so so take the hypothetical situation of two people who meet at a bar or a club on a Friday night mm-hmm. and they 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 get to know each other a little bit they hit it off they go home together then they get up the next morning and they have breakfast together or they have brunch right so in the initial circumstance the the relationship is colored by both people having not necessarily a mutual need but like an individual need that they're seeking a common interest for that has a lot of mediating concerns and 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 difficulties so it's like okay i want this you want that do we trust each other to enough to make this transaction uh you know are we going through this whole process and there's this idea of once those god Pete, you're a romantic <laughs> well i'm in a relationship now that is actually like you know human and
1: <laughs>
2: i feel <mean>, uh- <laughs> but but in any, in any sense it's like Well, okay, so that's what I'm saying is that all of that stuff, which again, much like my anxiety about my friends showing up to brunch at different times than I am, not really the thing that dominates my concern. I'm kind of taking a small part of it that I worry about and putting the lens on it for a moment. But once those interests have been adjudicated and the transaction has been completed, then you actually have to be in the same room together and figure out whether you like each other. And, and in that sense brunch is a thing that people do to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. and I think that in that sense, the brunch uh, the one night stand brunch is very similar to like the group of friends brunch yeah. where it's a way to test drive uh, social relationship huh. uh, and also to test drive like legitimate fondness. Cause it's like, Hey, I like waffles And I like you.
3: (laughs) I feel like let's.
1: let's
0: F
3: that, I like Eggs Benedict.
2: (laughs) This is (laughs) over.
3: I like like X Benedict and I like you do I
0: like you in the context of X Benedict
1: is the question
0: uh, Uh, so I mean I think it's interesting because you could you could do a lot of different a a lot of of, uh, different axes uh, along which you could typologize brunch places right but like one one binary that I'd like to propose is the one night stand brunch place versus the family brunch place with a lot of strollers and like uh, I've been in ones that actually like keep a basket of toys in the restaurant just Mm -hmm. to keep the kids occupied in line and stuff like that. And,
1: and there's a subdivision of that family brunch which is a post-church brunch. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. We haven't really talked about it here because I don't know if this crew here is particularly... No, no.
3: I, reg- I would, reg- I would love to talk going. about it though
1: because I think that this
3: ritual of like in some ways brunching... Um, on Sunday, either for a non church growing group, can either for a non church growing group, may or so say a formerly I'm formerly church going, right? So that like the rhythm of having something to do on a Sunday uh, <laughs> is still is there, right? Like, I, I rarely feel satisfied just doing nothing on Sunday so getting up and going somewhere and being with people also in
1: in, in a way you know eating bacon is like eating the body of Jesus. (laughs) in a way
3: well I mean from
2: my experience uh, my family always used to go to church on Saturday nights Huh. So we would do Saturday night church and then we would have Sunday morning like my oh, dad would do
0: the vigil mass. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And then my dad would make French toast on Sunday morning. Oh wow. And it yeah. was the one meal every week that my dad would be the one who would reliably prepare it. Would you take the bread and pray <laughs> it? <laughs> well, I mean, think about this is what when people talk about canon, right? Yeah. And they talk about Western civilization. These are the kinds of things that they're talking about. Right? Um they they're talking about um they're talking about the influences, right? The church-like aspects of brunch, right? Are, and when we're talking about, is the canon relevant? Like, yes, because people frame their egg eating in the same way that people framed like the liturgy two thousand years ago, right? Or similar ways. There's there's waves and ripples and effects.
3: Well, and this is and right. I mean, this is picked up. And, um, oh, it's done. <laughs> croissants are done. Great, I'll get them out uh, after I make this point. Yes. I mean, it reminds me of the um, the Mad Men uh, ad campaign where the yeah. uh, the popsicles are the host, right? right. Are the are, are, are But yeah.
0: that was the. I mean, I thought that the story of that episode of Mad Men was that they actually weren't. That like Peggy was trying to right, yeah. tra- trying to kind of narrativize something in a way that did not actually comport with the research. And it was about the. I mean, it was about this sort of disjunction that can happen. Between the like the high flown ideas of the copywriters and the and the like the research, because research was I think a new thing in that season right, right, of, right. Mm. of Mad Men rather than just being like free artists of of uh, of the ads. We used to go to the cocktail mass, the five uh, thirty PM uh Sunday Sunday Mass. <laughs> Why which is that called the cocktail mass? Because it happens at the cocktail hour. Oh okay. <laughs> 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 and we were we were young kids. I yeah. mean we were, you know, uh, but they had, they had the, uh, they had the best music, right? Like mm-hmm. 7 a.m. mass was for old people. I, I went to a church that had like, I think like 10,000 families in its thing. And so it was a large church and had, uh, like seven or eight masses. So, uh, Saturday vigil, uh, Sunday, 645, 745, Eight thirty, nine thirty, nine thirty was the kids mass. Eleven thirty was the organ one. One fifteen was the high school rock band one. <laughs> and, and five, and five thirty was the like soft rock Marty Haugen. You well, know,
1: in the words of the whole study, the five thirty folk mass, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, we used to we used to go to that one. So it was never like brunch was always an earlier mm. brunch was always an earlier thing in the day. You know. Was it Mark? You were going to say something about post church brunch uh, before we like. Well, start I mean, have you, more- you ever been in a brunch place and the post church crowd from the church down the street just crashes like a wave over the over the sign-in sheet for brunch? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, also I'm thinking about in uh, at least in New York City, uh, sort of like the, the racial aspect of, of post church brunch as mm. well, where. Um, places like, pick like an IHOP in, in, in Brooklyn for example, um, around a certain period of time you will see large groups of uh, well-dressed African-American people who are coming from church uh, going in to have brunch which like, is a very different phenomenon well, it is, it is a different phenomenon from the, um, the you know, the, 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 uh, the folks who clearly are not dressed coming from church Is it
3: a different it? phenomenon or just a different facet of the same phenomenon?
1: A different facet of the same phenomenon but like, takes on like, a, 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 a different feel like, with, particularly with the dress Right, in terms of what you wear to brunch, maybe that's a, a different tangent we can we can take it on there. Right, Just is, like so. I,
3: for the brunch that we're going to later, I'm I'm fancy. Um, uh, first first things first, I'm the realist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I was going to a brunch, I, I put on some brunching clothes. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, that's like a different also kind of thing. Is sometimes when you're going to a brunch. Um, then you, again, dress up almost as you would for church. But, like, there's the other kind of I'm hungover, whether it's post-hookup or post-being out all night. Uh, and then I'm throwing on whatever I have, you know, and, and, and then going out. And so I feel like that is... I think there's, there's there's a, there's a lot difference. of dynamics. I mean, I, I was... We deal with this a lot with
2: the exercise crowd because, again, we go to a CrossFit gym. Yeah, people get on. people have their CrossFit gym clothes, which are distinct from their non-CrossFit gym clothes, <laughs> right? And so, and there's <laughs> because of the neonness. Yes, because of the neonness. <laughs> and Hashtag Lost Yeah, exactly. And but there are capitalist signifiers in the CrossFit clothes that speak to a certain amount of privilege. Well, I hate to say privilege because privilege makes it sound like what, it. like the
0: Under Armour logo or like- yeah, yeah, well, and the, and
2: the design and the cut uh-huh. right? or that it has a designer cut like like I, I have a big green Nike Air t-shirt uh-huh. that I've worn for exercise endeavors for like 15 years right <laughs> and because uh, it says Nike Air on it right uh-huh. which is not so much a thing but, but uh,
3: now it's become cool right now it's become red. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah, now it's
2: Normcore yeah, yeah no, you yeah. can
3: get in that, I saw that t-shirt at Urban Outfitters oh really <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know that there are workout clothes that I can wear that I don't mind wearing to brunch. Like when we, when my crew rolls into brunch deep, people are generally wearing like tank tops and t-shirts and shorts. But because everybody knows that we go to a fancy schmancy gym because of the way that we're dressed, then it feels like there's a sense of occasion to it. There's huh. a, there's also, like, in the sense of brunch is a thing you go to because you have earned it. Not a thing that you earn while you are doing it.
0: I, I should um, have called it something you somehow happen to deserve. Yeah, exactly. Exa- it's, you, it's something you have to you probably doesn't so you're you're saying that you're sort of lording it over the other people in the brunch place I'd say there's an aspect of mutual lording that Uh takes place where you have to lord Uh to a certain extent although I mean this
2: connects with what's Mark talking Mark is talking about with the church crowd that's going to I'm saying
0: everybody's like waffles pancakes ruby red (laughs) grapefruit (laughs) juice. we'll we'll never be brunchers (laughs) (laughs) Uh I've never seen a waffle in the flesh (laughs) I cut my teeth on Pop-Tarts in the toaster (laughs) We're rolling in the deep But my coffee is French (laughs)
2: press (laughs) Uh, But so maybe the difference in feel between the church brunch and the priv brunch (laughs) is that the church brunch people are earning it while they're doing it uh, whereas the whereas it's like I have to I have to dress up to go to IHOP to deserve that, the communal act that I'm participating in.
3: Although that's actually the same So it's actually, it's Catholic brunch and Protestant brunch. Right? <laughs> where there's like, yeah, where are you, are you, do you brunch by your works or do you brunch by faith alone?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My
3: brunch alone has
2: been yeah.
1: saved.
2: The, okay. men, the menu is a paper pope. Can I take us to a dark place? <laughs> like, not not a, like, a racially signified dark place. But like, a, an emotional dark place. Uh-huh. So, uh, one thing I've thought about while we've discussed Is the presence or absence of cereal right? right. And brunch generally doesn't have cereal added, right, Cold right, cereals right, right. But there is a meal that takes place Roughly at the same time as brunch right? That uh, has many of the same foodstuffs as brunch And may even include Much of the same company as brunch But the, the secret key That it is in fact not brunch Is often the presence of cereal mm. And I am talking about complimentary hotel breakfast yes. <laughs> Yeah you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about uh, right. Confidential breakfast yeah, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just so oh, that is the emotionally dark. Yeah, place. that is the dark <laughs> place. Is the hotel <laughs> breakfast? Well, okay, so continental breakfast refers mostly to a breakfast where you have a croissant or a roll as your main food stuff in association with a strong coffee. Right. right. That's actual continental breakfast. But continental breakfast as offered by a hotel is a buffet of reheated eggs and cereal and like some bagels. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, calling them
0: eggs, I think, dignifies them too much. they yeah, yeah, Their yeah. egg product poured out of yeah. a, a carton out, out of a half guard. Nothing was being born out of that. There there is no, there is
3: no rich free range life that is being
2: cut short Uh by your hotel eggs, Uh right? Like that is that is a life that was never meant to live. The the
3: alternative one is like this, like sludge, a toxic Avenger sludge monster (laughs)
2: is like. But I'm not necessarily convinced that it's just the quality of the food that makes a hotel continental breakfast not a brunch. Like, what is it about? Uh, Is there a sense of place? Because we've talked about brunch that is in, you know, brunch at home, versus brunch that is out, which is like brunch out at a place. But is there, I mean, I'm I'm sort of answering a question by asking it, in the sense of the Portlandia episode, this goes back to the brunch place is a social gathering location. Right? Like, and, and wherever the brunch place is, that's where your brunch is. But the hotel has a different. Where your brunch is, there shall your treasure be. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right? Like, and I, can't, I keep wanting, I don't know why, but I keep wanting to think about the Robert Frost poem where the guy gets his hand chopped off by the, the buzz saw. Uh, we're out, out to brunch. But, uh, <laughs> but there's no real linkage there. That's just like where my mind is going. But the sense, I think part of it, you know what it is? The hotel brunch is very often the meal that you eat before you, eat, you leave the hotel. Right, right. Right. it's like you have to check out until you have brunch. So basically, what that meal signifies is you are no longer welcome here. Here is like this is Mm -hmm. like um, in a sort of Game of Thrones sense. This is the meal that we give you to let you know that you're no longer protected by guest right. Right, like this is like we're you know we're we're giving you horses. (laughs) So it's a red brunch. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. it's
2: like there is a coming home to brunch even when you're not home. Uh huh. And a brunch that is in a place that is not just away, but that is sending you away. Is not is is loses some of its
0: brunchiness, right? Yeah, I mean, it, whatever Hilton Garden Inn you happen to be staying in at the time, right? Like the, the I actually can't even remember if that's the if that's the level at which you get at which you get uh, breakfast buffet, but like well, Holiday it, Inns, yeah, and stuff. exactly. Yeah. That yeah, a certain level of like road of like um, motor or hotel, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, and. Um, the, the, uh, I mean, I'm thinking of a particular experience I had with one, but, that, but um, where, where it's like there is no other choice, right? Like the, thi- the, the, the thing about brunch is that it's a meal of choice. Yeah, right, it's right. a meal of, of sort of election. Often and, with a family of choice. Yeah. Like a church group or a new relationship mm-hmm. or a group of friends. Right. Yeah. And, the, and that, like, um, there's an aspect of, of being stuck. Right in the in the hotel brunch, even if it's not your checkout day, you're you're having that because that's what's there, well, not because you've cho- not because you've chosen it. The breakfast is free, but you are not right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but no, because
2: I think
3: it's the right, it, it's the it's the dark, it's the dark mirror, like yeah. ho- complimentary hotel breakfast is the dark mirror of brunch because we talked about earning brunch, and yet this is complimentary. <laughs> uh, and so, but, and, and so, you but, haven't earned it, and you're not earning
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Exactly. Exactly. You're getting what you deserve. This <laughs> is the meal you eat
2: while the people you never talk to clean your room.
0: Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah, I guess that is. You did take us to a dark place. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, like, there are there are uh, connections to exploitation and alienation of labor yeah. and global human trafficking yeah. and <laughs> undocumented immigrants. And I
2: would contrast this to the hotel experience, where some hotels have free cookies. Right. Yeah. The free hotel cookie is a thing that welcomes you there and it like sort of tries to reassure you that all these negative signif- all these negative social aspects of being in a hotel space the hotel if, if they're not capable of neutralizing all of them they're at least cognizant that they exist well, and are trying right. to soften them
3: and then a lot of like boutique hotels do not have complimentary breakfast but they have the hip Uh, artisanal brunch place on the ground floor and you can go down and buy your brunch. Right, right, right. right. And um... somehow it's sometimes a brunch that you've bought with your own
1: hands.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Right. but, but, But yield who will to their separation. My object in living is to unite my avocation and my vocation as my two eyes make one in sight. For only when love and need are one and the brunch is play from mortal stakes is the brunch ever really done for heaven and the future's sakes in a matter
2: of hours, you will be joined by brunchers from around the world to engage in the largest aerial brunch in the history of mankind. Mankind! Uh, words should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't afford to be separated by our petty differences anymore. We are united in our common brunching. And should we brunch the day? Today will no longer be known as an American breakfast or lunch, but as a day when those two meals cried out in one voice. We know not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight we're going to live on we're going to survive today we celebrate our brunch dependence <laughs> 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 I had the corn mu- the grilled corn muffin <laughs> this corn muffin isn't grilled and you know it's just a fundamentally different experience <laughs> like, <laughs> do, you think, do you think there are different platonic numina
0: for grilled and ungrilled corn muffins? I think there are <laughs> The uh, I have no idea sing All right so moving from late uh, late in the morning or early in the afternoon, to uh, late at night yes. or very early in the morning. Uh, we uh, ha- all experienced, uh, three of us last night and mm. and Mark had several times before this, a, uh, a phenomenon, a, a particular karaoke phenomenon, mm. uh, which is not uh, private room karaoke, not bar or restaurant karaoke with the screen. Uh, it is hip-hop karaoke at, uh, at Brooklyn Bowl. In Brooklyn And um, I had never been to this before It was uh, a pleasure to go To see uh, Pete perform And to see Ryan and his partner Who uh, podcasts under the Nom de podcast Cognac uh, Perform uh, some, some like old school hip hop This is so, like middle school Middle school you know <laughs> Some middle, so, middle school hip hop um,
2: the list leaned heavily towards the old school, mm, yeah. and, but there were some middle school and newer school elements. That yeah, yeah there's m- middle school and, like, upper secondary, like, low, junior secondary yeah, school. There right. was, there was, what we're saying is there was one Drake song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh... Yeah, but it's,
3: yeah. there, were, there were two, right... It was bimodal, right? Yeah. So if you graph the years of, of Hip Hop karaoke, I would, I would expect that you... Of the songs on Hip Hop karaoke, there's one peak around kind of golden era... 87, 88, uh, 89. So um, things like uh, Reckyman Eric B., um, things like EPMD, um, and, and, uh, and, and. Well, Tribe Called run, Quest. And, uh, run DMC, but Tribe Called Quest uh. is this second uh, bump that is 1993. Oh. So there's a 1993 wave, and 1993 1994 um, are albums like Tribe Called Quest. Uh, the Wu Tang album is a 1993 album as well. Um, Biggie's Ready to Die is around that time. is uh, Illmatic. So there's set like actually I'd say the higher density is actually um, is, is actually this 93 94 yeah. you know, which is like where a lot of what was developed in the uh, it, you know was the first kind of innovations uh in kind of flow and style of like the kind of uh, Post rappers' delight, gold, first golden era, were then refined and and kind of congealed in the early '90s, and so there's a big peak there. And then there's an, another cluster in the like late '90s, kind of uh, 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 Puff Daddy, Bad Boy stuff, and then the like early 2000s.
0: So you're um, saying that there's yeah. like a trimodal hipstribution
2: yes. of Yes. Uh, and to clarify for people who aren't familiar, when we're saying hip hop karaoke, it's not just a karaoke night with hip hop. No, oh, yeah, yeah. This is a specific show that it's been happening for 10 years about right yeah, yeah. 10 years in Brooklyn and it's got a very narrow song list and many of the people who do
0: it practice a great deal uh, and come back i mean there were regulars yeah. for this karaoke night it's also done on a stage with the audience standing not not seated hundreds of people to yeah. be clear it's yeah. not
1: like going to your hotel karaoke bar yeah. you know the place where you had your uh, continental breakfast um, and someone is like sadly singing in a corner to like four people so
0: right. i so I that's mean, more of my point and so it's like yeah it's it's actually like uh, it's actually like being at a concert being at a live a live music show except that the people are covering, they're performing yeah. songs to to pre recorded backing tracks that are played off a laptop. Yeah,
3: I would say that like um uh hip hop open mic um, open mic Covers Night is yeah. the more accurate description yeah. of yeah. what it is. With a, with a and big, yeah, also, there is a turntable as well. Um, oh, yeah. So it's yeah. not just off of a laptop. But there's no screen
0: with lyrics on it. You no, have there to be no off-book or you have to be awkwardly read off of a piece of paper or yes. your phone. Yes. So yes. I I I mean, I wanted to propose a disaggregating karaoke nights uh, across this axis or or suggesting this binary. There is karaoke that focuses on the experience of the singer and there's karaoke that focuses on the experience of the audience. Okay. Right? And that this is a very audience-focused, a very performative mm-hmm. karaoke, that, that where, like, where you practice. Right like rather than you just Kind of drunkenly stumble up to The microphone with a bunch of your friends and kind of Bellow into it because like You're you're having a cathartic Experience through the bellowing Into the into the microphone that's sort Of a private room karaoke or like a Lesser bar karaoke sort Of situation this is like this Is extremely performative And like the the though There was high variance in As in anything that's kind of on a voluntary Basis um, the best the Best people were, you know, very concerned with putting on a show, uh, getting the crowd going, stuff like this. I mean, and there was some like the hype man, and people were talking with the hype man, and they were like, you know, um, there's I, a hype man, for example.
1: <laughs> like there's a guy
0: on stage who does it with you and like does the hype man stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're, were already taking the hype man for granted. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, we need a we need a process of making strange, yeah, right? Yeah. Making the hype man strange. So that we can really examine it, right?
3: Right. Um, yeah, and it's um, well. So what? I, I guess you guys are already. Um, what else kind of struck you guys as kind of first time hip hop karaoke? Oh yeah,
0: the 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 diversity of the audience, the racial diversity, but also even more than that, the age diversity mm. of 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 several ethnicities. I saw like older people, like my parents-aged people, uh, middle-aged and older, like retirement-age almost people, in there bopping along and enjoying the, enjoying the music, along with a bunch of, like, broy looking guys in their 20s, and along with, you know, some people who look like they've been with this for 10 years. And, like, so, like, a, a really sort of high variance along a lot of different axes in terms of who was there and who was enjoying uh who is who was kind of dedicated to the music.
2: Yeah, there's also a somewhat of a pre-clear channel radio experience in that the the song list is extremely limited. There's only about 30 or so songs. So maybe is there fewer than that, more than no, that? Oh, there's a few hundred songs. Really, a few hundred? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's 30 songs that you knew. That's that's, that's
1: <laughs> a very good
2: Okay, well there's a few hundred songs whereas I'm used to going to karaoke places thousands. where you have like ta- thousands or tens of thousands yeah. of songs available. And there's a sense that when the song list expands and the market just decides whatever song it wants to sing at karaoke night, the karaoke nights can get very homogenous because people generally pick the same sorts of songs. There was a degree to which at first I thought this was going to be weird and frustrating and strange because I couldn't sing any of the songs that I wanted to sing because they weren't on the list, um, such as X Gonna Give It To You by DMX. But then I get there and I say, oh, this is not just a list of we couldn't get any of the other ones like a live band karaoke list where these are the songs that we know how to play this is a curated list that's there to create a very specific experience primarily around sense of place Right. And and an idea of what hip hop is, right? Which is rooted in it being well, it's been in Manhattan in the past, right? right. But so it's, it's in New Brooklyn. York, yeah, New York. This is very New York, and it's about yeah. the role of New York in hip hop and hip hop in New York, yes. Uh, yes. And, and different, yes. Uh, and so there's a lot of that kind of very wordplay, verbal storytelling kind of of stuff that you might be familiar with from even stuff as basic as like Sugar Hill Gang, where it's right. just like talking, 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 talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a bunch of stuff. Once upon a time, there was chicken, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is like my idea of like old school hip hop. I don't like, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there's also a lot of that. Where is much, but the thing is, the 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 experience is a lot less integrated between the MC and the DJ. Yeah. Where the MC yeah. is laying down the track and the D, you know, the DJ is laying down the track, and the MC is talking, and the MC has a
3: poetic to what they're doing. But nowadays, it's like very very tightly. And, and I think that Eric B. and Rakim is like really the 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 point where they were re- that that fusion was yeah. really like first evidence and the. They, yeah. they were both kind of on the record right they yeah. were the team yeah um and th- and that's also I mean Rakeem is also like associated with like de- developing a sense of flow of like yeah. of 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 rhythm that has a sense of musicality an interplay yeah. with the beat as opposed yeah. to just talking over the beat and right. so and then as you get a sense of flow you also have a great you end up getting greater poetic complexity you get right. the, the the rhymes the the you get to start the mcs start doing more with rhyme and meter and then with you know different types of figures of speech right so mm-hmm. the, like the verbal part Evolves once they start paying attention to the DJ more, and they start start being this like more of a mutualistic process. Right, right, right. I mean, I would
2: even venture to say that flow is more centered in the MC being the lyricist, right, as opposed to the idea of it being a written song that has a producer that unifies all these things. Right. Like when people talk about flow, I think there are a lot of songs that, if you don't think about it in that term, that have flow as you might conceive of it because they flow, but don't have flow in the sense that yeah. hip hop enthusiasts yeah. conceive of it which is yes there's some interplay with the beat but a lot of it is the internal musicality of the talking right, uh, right, and yeah, right. and so so I mean to, to clarify this I went up and I did some ludicrous, right. right? I did uh, Southern Hospitality I was throwing some bows uh, I liked it because it had a lot of words at the end of lines that I could say with a lot of emphasis uh, <laughs> <I talked> to, <laughs> you're often talking about balls <laughs> <laughs> exactly and, and I go up there and the, the hype man asks me if I'm from the South. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm from North. This is South to me, which is how I'm trying. I think I said something to the effect of like that. I'm trying to to engage with these people in a way that, as, a, as people who are Southern to me because I am now from Boston and, and I'm here in New York. So I'm going to extend them Southern hospitality. I mean, just because I was
0: standing in the crowd, some of the nuance of that point was maybe lost.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like a lot of the, a lot of the specific sorts of irony that you're familiar with from standard karaoke, such as like, i like, I'm going to go up there and sing Missy Elliott, which I was not going to do after I saw it. Which you considered doing. I considered doing because in regular karaoke, I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like, oh, well, we've all done this so many times that your song choice is like kind of a my thing or whatever. I also like
0: going to karaoke with you guys. Like, we are... Uh, like almost too concerned about curating our, yeah. our own set list. With the vanguard of karaoke. <laughs> you might say we subjected to
2: a
1: level of scrutiny.
2: This podcast is ruined. So, uh, how so was brunch?
1: brunch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know, were there particular performances that did not go over well? Because when I've been yes. oh, about yes. karaoke in the past before, people either for technical reasons just crashed and burned or just the performance wasn't particularly uh, uh, appealing for whatever reason. Like what were some of the, uh, the not so great? Well, after? the biggest one and this is the interesting thing about people get booed this. off the of stage as well yeah. if you don't do well I think, You're Like you crash and burn.
2: thinking about why this failed is one of the reasons why if you can't attend this night it's still interesting to think about right. why, why it's interesting why we're talking about hip-hop karaoke there was a guy who went up who had a picture probably of himself as a baby yes on his shirt nice. it was wearing a metallically painted dunce cap or princess hat with like it was, a, bur- it was a birthday hat it was right? a birthday hat he but, was but, wearing, but it was so large that it became a dunce cap yes yeah, so he was like oh, well over six feet tall br- um, I mean bro for lack of a better, for yeah. laziness, for not wanting to find a better term for it, who went up there to sing the Humpty Hump, right? which is not on their list, which oh. is not on their, I don't believe it is on their curiosity. Yeah, list. yeah, and who like missed, who dropped out of the words at key points, who clearly didn't know some of the most fun parts of the Humpty Hump, because Humpty Hump, let's get this straight, is not really a good song. No, uh, <laughs> hip hop technology has advanced. You know, <laughs> this is like this isn't just cold brew. This is like drip coffee, right? Like, like this is he's just was having us eat full. Drip grounds yeah. like, <laughs> spoon feeding them so, so here's, the, here's how you know the Humpty Hump isn't a good song because he says that he likes to write during the song Uh (laughs) and it's like if it were truly an elegant song that were fully composed and finished the Humpty Hump is kind of like Rent in that you get the sense that if he had more time he would have rewritten it (laughs) and made it better (laughs) but the fact that he just says like I also like to write and he also like Sir or what have you like drops out of character to say that he likes to write because are you not do you not know this from the song that you're listening to (laughs) 525,600 Humps (laughs) how how are we going to pay how are we going to pay how are we going to pay we've talked about this before Rent, this year's rent, last year's rant last year's Red, right 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 hump hump, 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 <laughs> hump because everything is hump but part of it is that like even the hundredth best chess player in the world now is better than the best chess player 50 years ago sure. by a huge margin because there's a technology of chess yes. and there's a technology of hip hop and the Humpty Hump is an outdated song I'm not saying it was bad when it was made but it was an, it's an outdated song that doesn't
3: uh, have a lot of the positive aspects that we associate with. Well, and it's not part of a song that is like... the. It's not a song that's part of the development of the form. Yes, said, yes. So it's this weird kind of... Yeah, you that's, know, a, that's like it's, a
0: path-breaking or an inflection point or a strong yeah, right. misreading
1: of the tradition. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. like
3: there. It's a It's a kind of a historical curiosity. Yeah, there was yeah. something
1: that was being experimented with. It's like we're going to look like Ganong-style 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's exactly. a novelty song. It's yeah. a like, novelty song. Whatever, yeah,
0: that, yeah. whatever that novel that the third Bronte sister wrote... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: I will also say that that Humpty Hump is notable in that a lot of white people know it who don't know any other hip hop songs and part of this is because the subject matter of it is comfortable Right, right. It's like it's. Well, he's talking about dancing around. He's talking about having a big nose, and he makes some money. But he does. It's not talking about the experience in the inner city, really. Yeah. And it's also not really talking in a transgressive way about drugs and like crime. Right. Right. It's not real in, right. the, yeah. in the scare quote sense. Right, This <laughs> guy is
3: not for real. He's not because
2: he's got. He's wearing a Tycho Brahe like nose thing. Right. Like he's not trying to be real. It's right. like a, it's a joke. It's a right. funny song. Yeah, so, yeah. so he was
1: able to like get through the song, but did he? Did he crash and burn? Even well,
2: he didn't crash. He just stopped at or times. Just yeah. He just like he just he would dance and sing very enthusiastically. He was clearly capable of it. Yeah, that.
0: too dr- too drunk. He was too drunk. Uh, and there were times uh, where
2: he would uh, just like bad. not sing anything for five or six
3: lines. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. And then I think the other one that was unsuccessful um was a guy who um, did a v- uh, uh, did Jay Z's takeover, which is the, his famous um, uh, diss track on Nas? Oh, this was interesting, um, and so th- and th- and this is like a pretty long song. It samples like The Doors. It has like a pretty slowish beat, um, but it's a very intense song. In which, like in the third verse, Jay Z starts doing this math about like like how much Nas's record is earned, and like based on Nas's like publishing contract, how much money he actually got, and like Nas's like ratio of like. Hit records to dud records, um, and, and, and so it's like a really like uh, in-depth, like kind of well-researched diss track. Um, and if not performed well, it's extremely boring. And it was yeah. not performed well, and it was extremely boring. And I believe this guy was also this white guy was also dropping n bombs. Uh, oh. Did not remove the n bombs, which a convention of hip hop karaoke, which is I think I don't know. I was in there at the very beginning. I've been doing it for about um, for about. Six years um, since 2008. Um, that you know when I entered, I, I saw on their website that they say you know we change the n word to brother because um, yeah. it is the right number of syllables, it works, and you know we're we're not going to touch that. Um, and again, I don't know if I heard that verbally or I saw it uh, printed somewhere. But then this guy seemed it was a guy I've never seen before, um, seemed to be newer, and was uh, I heard one or two non-substituted n and yeah. Um But why was it interesting to you? What did you find interesting? Oh about this well, okay. So I'll talk briefly about the N-Bomb thing because just – this is a thing that people
2: always ask about when you say you're doing hip-hop karaoke because right. you intuit that it's a problem. Yeah. And then uh, and then the longer you go with it, then the um – um the more you realize it really is a problem. And here are people who do it all the time and they definitely know that it's a problem. And right. so eventually there's a solution that rises. But no, but to, actually I was misremembering. The okay. song that I thought you were going to talk about was the song that was a duet that they sang in unison. Oh, yes. yes yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like one person has a part and then the other person has a part and then it goes back and forth. That but, was Drake's Forever. I right, guess. right, right. And they just all just sang it all at the same time. which yes. is, It lost a lot of the dynamism. Which is bad in
3: another way. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah. But other than that, I don't have much credit. For the hip hop, but the uh,
0: but but the performances by the Overthinkers were were excellent and got the crowd going. Yes, and
2: uh, Ryan, Ryan and Cognac were amazing. And yes, I, I, and everyone's been telling me I was good, but I don't. I have
1: crippling insecurities, so I of course think that I was merely adequate. Well, let me let me just bring up the uh, the, the ultimate example of hip hop karaoke fail, which I may have talked about on this podcast before, but it's worth mentioning just because it's, it's so rich. It's uh, somebody um, tried to do. Uh, Lose yourself by Eminem, and of course, that's you know the one song if you have one shot one opportunity and you don't want to throw a mom's spaghetti on your whatever whatever you really don't want to mess that up mm. you do not want to crash it's also, and it's also pretty and so, easy yeah.
2: it's pretty easy as far as rap songs as, as far as Eminem songs
1: go but anyway yeah be. there are more difficult songs to be done mm. at hip hop karaoke and and, and 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 is, like, it was there if you're going into
3: a hip hop karaoke saying I think this is easy you have already lost <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah so yeah.
1: predictably yeah. right just like you know this is going to happen he gets about a third of the way through the song just starts to stumble over the lyrics crashes and burns and is promptly booed off the stage
2: yeah booed mm-hmm. off the stage uh, actually
1: that's a bad way to go Go right there. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Of yeah, all yeah. the That's songs cool. to crash and burn to. Yeah. Well, what would be a good way to go?
2: <laughs> if you had to pick your way to go, I, th-
1: I think
0: brunching. Brunching. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go out brunching. I want to go out brunching. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna go out brunching. This has been a, a great brunch cast. Uh, brunch was great, fellas. It yeah. was. Uh, it was a lovely thing. We, uh, will be back with more Overthinking a Podcast next week. Uh, there are, uh, the 24 recaps continue. Uh, This this week on Overthinking It Uh, Subscribe to the TFT podcast If you want to hear Want a preview You want to call our shot, Ryan And and tell the people what we're doing For this week's TFT podcast Sure
3: Well, so we are pivoting um, From our contemporary music quarter Back to a historical quarter And we're pivoting on two records By Mr. Neil Young Right
0: And so we're doing his recent record A Letter Home Yeah Which was recorded uh, recorded With Jack White Which is a good pivot point Because Lazaretta was last week And it actually partakes in some of the same kind of analoginess yes. that we That we were talking about um, But then we're also then pairing that uh, With Neil Young's classic album Harvest Yep So that'll be uh, this week on the TFT Podcast uh, And so for all that and more uh, You can visit us on the web At www.overthinkingit.com Where we subject the popular culture To a level of scrutiny
1: It, it probably doesn't deserve Wait, is there any bacon still left?
2: Here, wait a minute, Harvey. You have to go up there. Take this sheet. Read
1: the lyrics. sing <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Lose yourself in the music. The moment
1: you own it. You, you better not let it go. I go. only got one shot. <laughs> Mr. Chance the blow. It's it was all mean. a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine.
3: salt pepper, heavy D up in the limousine. Putting pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack. Mr. Magic Molly Maul. I let my tape rock till my tape popped. Smoking weed and bamboo. Sipping on private stock. (laughs) Fuck.